My name is Carly and I am an entrepreneur. These are the real, raw, and honest stories of myself, my colleagues, and my dearest friends, how we followed our dreams and continue to scale the mountain of success every day. Learn what it takes to make the next step and join us on the climb. Get ready to pull up your boss straps because this is Bossy Club. Happy Monday, everybody. This is Christmas week, and I took a couple weeks off to regroup and look forward into the next year. I cannot believe we've made it. Congratulations. <laughs> this week, I sit down with Jen Bedrosian of Uncover Jewelry. If you don't know about her, I highly recommend listening in on her amazing story. She started this business that does incredible jewelry and gives back to fighting against human trafficking. So she shares about her journey and the charities that she supports through the sales that you guys make. She also is super gracious to give us a discount code for you listening today. So check her out at Uncover Jewelry and use code BOSSYCLASS for 20% off your order. This is a perfect gift for last minute Christmas needs for any girl in your life. I own pieces, I gift pieces, and I want everything in her collection. So please sit back, enjoy, and have a very Merry Christmas. Well, thank you so much for coming on Bossy Class, Jen. So good to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat. I know. Well, I'm really excited because your business and story I just feel like is so different than mine because I'm in the event space um and you are in more of like the uh like giving back and then this like beautiful jewelry that you create so I want the audience to know about you and how you got started and a little bit about Uncovered. Yeah I um started Uncovered in 2014. I was working for a museum in downtown LA. My background is and like my education is actually in classical archaeology. So I it's like so random from what I'm actually doing. But I studied ancient Rome and Greece. And when I graduated, I um, worked on an archaeological dig in Italy. And I really loved it. It was, you know, obviously living in Italy and working in Italy, it was like a dream. Um, but then I ended up meeting my husband while I was on a break from the excavation here in Long Beach and pretty quickly just realized that I was probably going to be staying here and taking those long trips away was just hard, you know, when you're in a relationship. And so I decided to look for a job here. I ended up working for a museum in downtown LA and um, to kind of shorten this section of the story, we ended up getting married and I got pregnant with our first son. And, you know, just that commute, going to Los Angeles um, and then, you know, being away from my son, I just was looking for something that I could do almost on the side to just kind of feed the creative side of me to bring a little bit more like joy into my day-to-day and so I started playing around with jewelry at the same time I had recently learned about human trafficking in the United States prior to that I really you know had 
heard bits and pieces of it. And, you know, this is like 2013, 2014. So really before um, it was in the news as much as it is today and awareness was still pretty, pretty low about it happening here in the States. And so when I heard about that, I just immediately felt like I wanted to do something. And, you know, that's kind of how it all started. It just was those two things, like my desire to do something creative and then my desire to want to be a part of the solution to end human trafficking. Um, you know, at that time in 2014, the only like real give back do good brands that were out there and like semi well known at the time were um, like Warby Parker for glasses, the kind of give one, buy one, give one model. And then also Tom's, obviously, mm-hmm. the shoes. Um, and then, you know, there were some smaller, uh, at the time, smaller jewelry brands that were kind of starting to kind of blow up, like the Giving Keys and 31 Bits. And um, so I really just kind of drew a lot of inspiration from those brands and saw that I could start a business and I could use it to do good. And so that's kind of how it was all birthed. And then did you just, what was like the next step from that? Like, okay, now I'm seeing all these things. What do you do now? So, okay. So the, the first step was um, just kind of figuring out what, what type of direction I wanted to go in. So I really just started designing and like drawing and sketching and just kind of you know, my, my first early designs were really things that I wanted to wear myself, which is honestly still what I do to this day. Um, it's stuff that I, you know, wanted to buy, but didn't necessarily see in the market. And, you know, at that time, there wasn't really a space in the market for high quality jewelry that wasn't super expensive. So you had like, you, you know, like your Forever 21 jewelry that you wear and it breaks the first time you wear it. And then like you had the pricier stuff that, to be honest, like most people can't necessarily afford on a whim or like when they see something they like, it's stuff that you either can't afford or you really have to save up for. And so I thought I'm going to make something that is quality and beautiful and something that you know people can afford and that is accessible Uh, accessibility was a really huge piece of it for me because since it was tied to that give back model I wanted everyone to be able to buy in I didn't want to exclude anyone from participating in um, our mission simply because of money. So I tried to make it as affordable as possible while also maintaining the quality, the level of quality that I wanted. So really just starting out by designing and then, um, you know, to really like go down to the logistical stuff, I got a Squarespace site and kind of built, slowly started building that out, did like a really simple early photo shoot. Like I look back on those early you know, shoots and photos and stuff. And um, I have such like a place in my heart for it, but I'm also like, oh my gosh, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I just, I just honestly like went for it. I don't know. I took the pictures. I started my website. I kind of timed it all around the holidays. So um, I launched my website right before the holidays in 2014. And 
you know, just kind of tested it to see what would happen. And I thought, oh, maybe my mom will buy some jewelry, maybe like a few friends. And people like once they heard the mission and saw the jewelry, people just really supported and bought into it. And that's that's just how it started, just super small. And, um, you know, I just used the money that I had and, you know, just started really small like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like the the big overarching thing that I hear from creatives and people that want to start something is like, I just went for it. I just put myself out there. Now I have this thing that like a few people like and like I'll take the money and I'll put it back in the business and like get more traction. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's sort of like the first step. Did you struggle with like self-doubt or like was it very much like this is sink or swim. I want to work from home. I have a son now. Where, where were you mentally during the launching stages? Yeah. So, um, you know, when I first started, I was still at the museum and I was doing this on the side. So I think my son was like seven months old or something like that. And, um, you know, I would work during the day, come back, do all the mom stuff and then once he was in bed I would get out my computer and my tools and stuff and just start working and it was really late nights at the beginning um but I've always been the kind of person that like acts first and then thinks later and so I can't say that I had a lot of um self-doubt going going into the business or starting the business I kind of was just so excited about it that I just you know kept moving forward and then I will say though like I do remember right before launching the site everything was ready I thought it looked great and then right before launching feeling that like oh my gosh what if I've been working all year on this and then nobody buys anything or nobody likes it you know and I still get that feeling even to this day six years later Every time before I launch a new collection, I, you know, I still get that feeling like, what if I've been working so hard on this and I love it, but nobody else does. And, you know, every time, you know, I launch things and um, people are excited about it. And, you know, to be fair, like there's definitely times where I've been super, super excited about maybe a certain piece or, you know, something that I thought was going to sell like crazy and then it doesn't. So there's definitely that too, but um yeah, I, I I felt pretty secure when I first started, um, both financially since I was, you know, working another job at the time. And then also we had my husband's income. So I had the luxury of, you know, kind of testing out this business to see what people would think and to see if it would work. And, um, you know, my goal when I started it too was to be able to support our partner nonprofit, which is Gems Uncovered. And now we also have another one called Brave Global. But for the first four years, it was just Gems Uncovered. And they're a local Long Beach organization that works with um, survivors of trafficking. And they also do a lot of outreach type stuff to reach more women that are currently working on the streets. And so I wanted to be able to support them financially. And I started by donating a percentage of my proceeds, um, which at the beginning for the first you know probably five years was 40 percent of my proceeds so Mm -hmm. I um you know I think I felt the most pressure 
there being able to donate and support the organization that I had chosen. Right. I mean, 40% is a lot, especially as a business. It is. Yeah. And, and this year I've definitely made some changes. Um, I kind of just, you know, after five years, you reach a point where you kind of are at that stage of, okay, I either need to make some changes, restructure a little bit if you want to go to the next level of growth, um, or just keep doing things the same. And I could have just maintained how things were going and continued to donate and but I don't think things would have grown and so this year even before the pandemic um, my goal was to restructure a little bit I still donate um, a good amount of my proceeds and uh, obviously use my platform to raise as much awareness as I can and um, but yeah I wanted to just be able to invest more into the growth of my business this year. And then when the pandemic hit, um, I don't even know if I would have been able to donate that much to keep my business afloat. So it it kind of all worked itself out this year. Yeah. I'm curious, like, has there been any milestone moments in working with a charity where you've actually seen, you know, like um, the, the proceeds put into a specific way that like you have tangibly seen it change someone's life or is it still kind of like you're just supporting the chair? Like, can you talk more about that? Yeah, sure. So my mentality about donating has always been, I am not the expert um, when it comes to anti-trafficking work. I feel very strongly about wanting to help, but I am not on the front lines working, you know, and serving the women and men that they work with. So I have always believed that the biggest way that I can make an impact is by supporting the people that do and the people that are the experts in that field and the people who are out there on the front lines working and serving. And so I have always just felt like I want to just support them financially and just give and donate and then let them decide how they want to use that money and um you know when you're working with an organization that you know and trust then you'll know that they're using the money to the best of their ability and in the best way possible and so um yeah i just i've always just felt like whether it's going to go towards operational expenses for them or actual you know gift cards to give to women for food or whatever it is i just truly trust that they're using the money that I give to the best, um, you know, that it can be used. That being said, I have found that, you know, the customer wants to know, not wants to know, but I think it helps to tell the story of how the money is being used. And so about once a year, I try to do like a specific project so that people can just kind of see like, oh, this is one of the ways that the money is being used. So for example, this year, um, because of the pandemic, the organization that I was talking about earlier, Gems Uncovered, one of their, you know, kind of biggest programs that they do is called the Free to Be Me Sexual Exploitation Diversion Program. And it's done in collaboration with the Long Beach Prosecutor's Office. And what they do is when a woman is arrested um, for solicitation, uh, working on the street, instead of um, paying a fine or serving jail time, sometimes depending on the case and the woman, they are given the option to go complete this 12-week program at Gems Uncovered. 
And Mm -hmm. the program is really amazing, really life-changing. And it basically just, one, provides them with a support system of um, kind of mentors, like women who have been in their shoes, women who have done the work that they've done and have come out on the other side of it. And then also just the staff at Gems Uncovered, they're so non-judgmental and loving and supportive. And so really they're just given this um, space to kind of explore where they are in their life, where they want to go in their life, what dreams they have that maybe they haven't had the luxury of even exploring. Um, And then just resources to be able to get help where they need it and then kind of take the steps necessary to get to where they want to go. And so that program is, I mean, I can tell you story after story of actual women that I have met and and know that have gone through that program and their lives have been completely changed. And, um, you know, because of the pandemic, the groups that would normally go and meet at their drop-in center and, you know, they get to participate in this kind of roundtable, like weekly workshop, they haven't been able to do that. And a lot of these women, they don't have access to a computer or you know, solid Wi-Fi, Zoom, you know, the stuff that could help them achieve those classes virtually. So one of the things that we did this year is um, around Giving Tuesday, they did a campaign to raise enough money to purchase 30 um, refurbished laptops that they gave to the girls to be able to use for their Zoom kind of classes. And so I did like a matching thing with Gems and I said, I will pay for 15 of those, um, you know, and then you guys can get like, I'll match 15 of the laptops. And so that was just like a really cool way to kind of make it tangible for my customers. And I think it helped them to see like, oh, okay, like the money that is being donated is going to this specific um Thing, you know so it kind of it kind of gives people the, something to kind of grasp onto yeah absolutely and like you know from a personal level when I know the face of the brand I trust like I trust you that you trust other people so it's this like kind of you know web of trust whereas I feel yeah. like some when you say oh I'm gonna give to this like big organization it's almost like well, where is that? It feels like you're kind of just throwing something at the problem, but yeah. I, I love supporting you because it's like, I, I just know you and I know like your heart through it. And that is what makes it so much more, you know, like enticing to be like, Oh my gosh, like some of this proceeds that I'm getting this like epic piece of jewelry for my niece for Christmas, <laughs> which I did this year. <laughs> yeah. like, I know it's going to like go back to you but it's also going to go back to women that you know have big dreams but like or maybe they can't dream because they feel like they don't have the resources or they're you know they don't have a support system and so that's really cool to hear about the the 15 laptops this year amazing thank you yeah I think that's something that sometimes we kind of just take for granted is the ability to even dream like even have those um, big dreams that so many of us have. Like if you're in survival mode and your next thought is thinking, where am I going to sleep? How am I going to feed myself? Or maybe even my kids, like you don't have the luxury of time 
to even dream dreams. And so I think, yeah, that's one of my favorite kind of things that comes out of this is these women are able to, they're given the space and it's court mandated space, you know, like they have to sit there and they have to, um, you know, be with their own kind of thoughts and they're given that space to, to dream. And once they're given that and they have that luxury to do it, um, just really amazing things come out of it. So it's been really cool to, to see that. And it really just helps fuel the fire to keep doing this and to keep pushing and growing and, and all of that. Yeah, that's so cool, Jen. I'm, I'm just like, I love everything about what you're putting out in the world. I think it's beautiful, positive, like life-changing product. And that is, yeah, it's just encouraging. Can you talk about oh, like- you. You're welcome. How has this year been? I mean, we've kind of connected a lot more based, you know, small business to small business, but like, how has this really been? Has like, is this year just crazy or was it okay? You know, um, it started out pretty tough. I would say, you know, kind of right when things, I I would say the hardest month has, has been March probably this year because so much happened all at once the pandemic and you know all the racial injustice that was really being brought up to the surface and just so many important conversations that were taking place on social media and it really just kind of left me feeling like jewelry isn't important (laughs) right now like I I struggled with selling I struggled with how do I show up online right now? Because I personally don't feel like it's right to take away from the important conversations that are happening. And I really struggled with that, um, you know, for probably like March and April and really didn't do a lot of posting or selling or anything. And it was kind of in those two months that I was getting a little concerned about like, man, what is this going to do to my business? And um, you know, I think a lot of people had big plans for 2020 and I know I did and ways that I wanted to grow and things that I wanted to see happen. And I was starting to just feel like, man, I don't know if any of this is actually going to happen. And, um, you know, the sales were really slow because I, I think people just weren't, people weren't shopping in those, those two months. Like the last thing on my mind I know was shopping and buying stuff for myself. And, there was just so much more happening. And I was, you know, I guess the only thing I was shopping for was toilet paper at that time in March. And, um, and so, yeah, it, it, those two months were tough. And then, you know, as, as time went on and um, I, I just really started realizing like, okay, I have to come back to why I started this business. You know, when it comes to like the racial injustice piece of it, black and brown women are very disproportionately affected when it comes to human trafficking and sex trafficking and exploitation, you know, when it comes to the foster care system and when it comes to the numbers of women that you see out on the streets, like, so it, it, it kind of helped me to realize like, okay, the work that I'm doing is still relevant and important and, it still needs to be done. And just because it's uncomfortable for me 
doesn't mean that I should stop. Like I need to figure out a way to show up and I need to figure out a way to continue to support the organizations that I do because they're a piece of the solution to racial injustice. And, um, you know, they're showing up and they have been showing up for years, every single day for these women. And um, so that was kind of like a, a, a little bit of a wake up call for me. And then um, I would say the first time that it kind of felt right to start selling again was around Mother's Day because uh, people were finally kind of looking for ways to treat their moms and people were starting to feel the weight of, I think, being apart and wanted to start sending gifts to let their loved ones know that they were being thought of. And so, you know, the sales started picking back up around then. And um, yeah, the, the rest of the year has thankfully gone very well, like better than I could have expected. And the holidays were amazing. And I just, I've been trying to be mindful of how I want to proceed um, in my business when it comes to things like racial injustice and um, representation and, you know, making sure that my words and my actions line up in my business and in my personal life. And so, like, for example, I felt like, you know, when it comes to models on for my business, I have always tried to be pretty diverse. You know, I'm half um, Japanese and half Irish. And so I grew up, um, you know, not seeing a ton of Asian girls in magazines that I read and um, ads and that kind of thing. And so I think there's a little piece of me that, you know, has experienced a little bit of that. But I was kind of looking at my own business and realizing like that I could do better. And so for this holiday campaign, I found somebody that, you know, just really embodied what my business was and also just somebody that represented the black community. And um, it was, it, it was something that I felt like was a step in the right direction. And so just finding ways like that to continue to grow, because I don't want this year to be, oh, it was a hard year and, um, you know, the vaccine comes and we right. just move on. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I want it to be something that is transformative in my business and um, something that is lasting. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, like, I think, I mean, I know that it's hard for everyone right now and has been for the last nine, nine or 10 months, but I think you nailed it when you said like, you know, we don't want to just get through it. Like we want to use this as a, a marker to change and yeah. to pivot to ways that include everyone. Right. Like, yeah, I feel, I feel like, and I may botch this as I process this out and I've said it only once out loud, but in terms of just like the small business and helping people around each, like each other, um, I feel like the community um, supporting small business has really come around us. Yeah. Like big. And I think it's really powerful because I think a lot of times we get really discouraged by, well, you know, the, the greater leadership of our country is like forgetting us or this or that, you know, but I've seen yeah. it 
very grassroots. Like people are still like amazing and humanity is still beautiful. And so when people are hurting, that's on a, on a big scale, like (laughs) restaurants can't like, you know, survive, like we're all going and we're rallying around, like totally grown. And I think there's something beautiful about that and not to discredit the hard, but I think that, um, it's something really profound. It's something to be celebrated. Yeah. 100%. I think you nailed it there. Like I, I received personally so much support, um, as a small business over the last couple months, like especially around the holidays, just, and not even just in purchases, which obviously that is a huge piece of it, um, you know, for staying afloat and for growth and all of that. But even people that um, maybe, you know, they're not purchasing jewelry, but they shared on social media or, you know, sent an encouraging text message or just word of mouth telling people about my business. Like I felt very, very encouraged. And I think, you know, that holds true for most small businesses right now. Like even for myself, I, you know, I have two kids and a lot of times it is more convenient and easier to like buy something on Amazon because I don't have to drag them out somewhere or, you know, whatever. But even for myself, I've been trying to be more mindful of like, okay, no, this is a hard time. And if I can buy something from a small business, I'm going to do that instead of, you know, buying something from one of the big places so yeah I I did most as much as I could small this year and I had people like asking for specific things and one of them was like something from REI or whatever and I'm like is there a small business that sells this like so I'm like googling like you know like headlamp whatever (laughs) like headlamp small business Yeah. <laughs> like a three days <laughs> so funny. I, I was like okay I, I mean I think these guys are smaller than the big guys like I'm yeah. doing it yeah I mean even like bookstores and um you know it may take a little bit extra time to get here but it's like it's so important to to do that when we can absolutely um in terms of like obviously we've had in massive strain from like all angles this year. I know you had mentioned like the importance of rest in that. Like how, like, do you have any tips or ways that have helped you to just sort of like, you know, rest, I guess, in this space? Yeah, Yeah, I think that's something that has come up a lot for me this year. Just the concept of, um, you know, like what is the saying? Like you can't pour from a cup that's empty. and I just really feel like, you know, the past few years, or at least since kind of like I started my business five or six years ago, it's, and I don't know, I don't know if you feel this too, maybe, maybe it's just me, but I feel like there's this culture of like hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. And if you're not working 24 hours around the clock, like you're not doing enough or it's you're being lazy or you're wasting your time and it's really pushed on us. Like you even like, even like going to target um, the other day, I was there for something I can't remember. And I was walking past like the stationary section and like half of the planners on the covers were like hustle hard, <laughs> like all these things. And 
I was like, yeah, definitely. Like we need to work hard, but we also need to take care of ourselves and um, be able to work from a place of, of rest, I guess. Like, you know, I feel like I'm able to be the best version of myself when I'm taking care of myself. And that holds true for every area of my life in my marriage, as a mom, in my business. And, you know, this year has provided the space and the time to really kind of dive in there. Like before this pandemic, I was on the go all the time doing events and, um, you know, my kids were in all the sports and school and, you know, all the things. And this year has really just provided that time to kind of slow down and figure out what, what rhythm works for me. And again, like, this has been the most successful year of my business. And I honestly attribute a lot of that to the fact that I have figured, well, I don't want to say figured out because it's all such a process and a journey, but I'm starting to realize that I will do better if I take care of myself. So, um, you know, just simple things like even mentally, like giving yourself the grace and like taking the pressure off of like, performing all the time like I really have to work with myself on that because if I sit down and like turn on Grey's Anatomy there's a piece of me that wants to reach for my phone and like answer emails at the same time or like do something for work at the same time and I feel this guilt of like if I'm just sitting down enjoying something for the sake of enjoying it I feel like I'm not doing enough you know and um I've had to just kind of learn to like release that and just be present with myself and allow myself the time to just rest and and then not feel guilty for resting, I guess, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. I am, I'm a three on the Enneagram. You're familiar. Okay. So you get it. (laughs) And um, yeah, I mean, I I wrote a Christmas letter to some close friends and just how this year was. And it was sort of the same thing. It was like, here's all these really great things about work and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, you're probably wondering how I'm really doing. <laughs> it really came down to like, not to sound so cliche, but I think I really found who I was again, because I was wow. so hustling and hustling and proving my point and like being the business owner I need to be and like, wanted to be improve something to somebody or myself or I don't know. And so, you know, it's like, um, I feel, yes, I feel like we've grown so much this year as a business also with primary because of, um, just the space to like study on how to market and like how to do these things that we don't know. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to go on a bike ride. Like, when have I ever said that? You know, right. <laughs> so it's like, it's like feeling better about like, you know, my health and all of those things. And I think there is something to say about like, when you are pushing on the gas pedal, sometimes the answer is to let off the gas mm-hmm. and just like, you know, change the pace. So that's really cool that you, um, that we're kind of on the same page with that. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I, I'm sensing like kind of a shift 
um, in that whole hustle mentality. Like, I think, you know, self-care has like been so big this year. And I think just for the sake of like people staying sane and realizing like, oh, we need to take care of ourselves if we're going to survive this year, um, you know, both physically and mentally and emotionally and all of that. And so I'm hoping, um, you know, that this is something that, again, like I can carry into next year, like when life, I don't want to say goes back to normal, but, you know, when life eventually changes and I'm back to the sports and the school drop off and, and events and work and, and all of that, like, I am really hoping that this is another lesson that I'm able to carry with me into the next season. Yeah, same. And I hope that my, my biggest hope for small business also is that we would, it wouldn't just be like a season, a really good season for supporting small. Like we like moving forward, my money's going towards small as much as possible, you know, totally. I hope that that just stays front of mind for people because it's going to take a long time for some of these businesses to financially like get back to where they were so yeah yeah well thank you so much for coming on oh you're Um, so welcome that was so fun yeah is there anything else that you'd like to kind of talk about or share gosh I would just say you know I, I I do have a like a piece of encouragement I guess I I have a few friends who you know throughout this year have actually started new businesses and it was really birthed out of like again just having that time to sit down and think and dream about what they wanted to do and I think if this year has taught us anything it's just that life is short and it's not guaranteed and we need to make the most of the life that we're given and so yeah I just I want to encourage people that if this year has put you in a place where you know you're dreaming of doing something like don't wait just um, you know, obviously be smart about it, but, but if you're dreaming about something and, and you have the, the means to, you know, even take those first steps, I just encourage anyone to do that because you just never know until you try. And most of the time, I think you'll surprise yourself with what you're able to accomplish. Wow. That's so encouraging. Thank you so much, Jen. I will wow. link everything um related to uncovered and the charities that you support in our show notes but yeah thank you so much for coming on finally we got to connect (laughs) i know right thank you so much this podcast is edited and published by the primary pedal studios written and hosted by carly ray williams show notes are located at our website carlyrayweddings.com forward slash bossy class if you like what you heard today subscribe rate and review us Sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and bonus episodes. Thanks for joining us as we scale the mountain of success. This is Bossy Class.